Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of the St. Louis Wedding Podcast. Uh, this episode that you're about to hear is what I'm calling a venue spotlight in which I visited with Ruth Choate, the owner of the Stone House of St. Charles. It's a location that's full of history, but only recently started hosting weddings in the fall of 2017. Ruth was a lot of fun, and you'll hear she's excited about sharing her venue with everyone. I hope you enjoy it. The St. Louis Wedding Podcast, helping you plan the best wedding in the St. Louis area. Once again, we've stepped out of the studio and taken a little trip, and we are in St. Charles, Missouri, and we are here at the Stone House of St. Charles with Ruth Choate. Ruth, tell us about the Stone House of St. Charles. What's the history of the property, and when did you open it as a wedding venue? Well, thanks, Chris. Um, we opened up as a wedding venue, if you want to call it that, the Tent Weddings in the fall of 2017. The hall was not finished, but we started doing weddings back before the hall was finished. Talk about a nightmare. <laughs> now, how long have you owned the property? We bought the property in June of 2013. And what yes. made you want to turn it into a wedding venue? My son's wedding, believe it or not. I don't know if I should tell this story or not, but I will because it is really, truly what got us into this. We live one mile from the property, and I was walking the dogs, and I saw this for sale sign that said 10.25 acres at the corner of McClay and St. Peter's Hall Road in St. Charles, and I'm like, that's got to be like a typo or something. There can't be 10 acres. And I was bending down, looking down the road to try to see the property, but it was just covered and cased in vines and brush. And there was this old man walking towards me, and he saw me bending over, and he comes up to me and goes, Hey, you ever seen that old house back there? And I'm like, There's a house back there? And he goes, Oh, yeah, it's a real old house. My grandpa used to go to parties at that house. I'm like, Your grandpa? And this guy looked like he was like 75 years old. And I'm like, Uh, really? And he's like, Yeah, it's a real old house. And he goes, You want to go look at the house with me? And I'm like, Uh, thanks. I'll look at it on the MLS, though. <laughs> he was freaking me out. So, um, the next day, I came with the real estate agent and looked at this property, and I'm thinking, this could possibly be a wedding venue because several weeks prior to this, like two, three weeks prior to me seeing the property, my son got married here in St. Louis. 560 people were invited to that wedding, like 490-something people showed up. It was down at the ballpark Hilton. An extremely expensive event that I said to my husband, I think we might be in the wrong business. <laughs> so the rest is history. That was the catalyst that made us decide to go into the wedding industry was my son's wedding. Wow. Yes. And what type of, of events do you guys normally host here? Mainly weddings, but we do have corporate events during the weekdays. Uh, we have rehearsals and rehearsal dinners. For the weddings that have booked at our place. So people do contact me a lot for rehearsals and rehearsal dinners. Um, but if you're not booked as a wedding here, I already, I'm already booked up on Wednesdays and Thursdays for those rehearsals for the actual booked weddings. But weekdays, we'll do whatever you want to do. If you want to have a weekday wedding or if you want to have a corporate function or just a get together with the ladies or whatever you want to do. Yeah. What types of different spaces do you have here on property for the ceremonies? I think we're probably one of the most unique spaces in 
the United States. I mean, people think, oh, she's full of herself. <laughs> it's a 200-year-old stone mansion on 10 acres with a guest house that use, utilizes we utilize for the groom's quarters and then the hall itself. So um, I tell everybody, smaller events, they want to have it inside the stone house. So we have lots of things that we do just inside the stone house. Uh, we max for a sit-down um, meal with 75 people in here in the stone house for 200 is what I say for a cocktail hour or you know a non-seated event you can have 200 people roaming throughout the stone house but um, the hall you know that's that's the other space we have outdoor spaces for ceremonies um, in the courtyard and in the grass in front of the pergola wherever so you've got tons of variety that yeah can be they started wanting to have uh ceremonies down by the old sycamore tree with the swing in it down at the bottom of the hill i've tried to talk people out of that only because we don't love uh moving 250 300 chairs down the hill and then back up the hill it's a lot of work so sure. we can find lots of spaces for you and i read on the website the stone house itself has quite a bit of history Oh, yeah. uh, it, it's a pretty cool read. So for our listeners, you guys might want to check out the Stone House of St. Charles website and uh, read about some of that history. For receptions here, you talked about the big hall. Uh, how many can you fit there for your receptions? 400 guests. It's very rare, but we've had our biggest event so far was 371 seated guests, but it'll hold 400. And that's still with a dance floor. Mm -hmm. Yep. Awesome. The um, other options are the amenities you mentioned about the, the groom's quarters and uh, the bridal suite. Talk to me a little bit about those. Uh, what are those That's spaces? what makes us really unique because you can get here as early as 6 a.m. for hair, makeup, and photos inside the stone house, which I have heard is completely unheard of. I mean, I don't know of any other venue that allows someone to get there as early as 6 a.m. So... Um, the, the stone house is for a one bridal suite for hair, makeup, and photos. The entire place is 3,500 square feet. It's massive. It's not like everybody has to be crammed into one space where you've got one bridesmaid getting makeup, another bridesmaid's getting her hair done, and the hairspray is going flying through the air, and then the other bridesmaids are putting on their dresses right in the exact same space. It's You can spread out or you can be together if that's what you want. It's so funny because I've had this whole huge house and then I come in and I have 16 bridesmaids all in one room because <laughs> sometimes that's what they want to do, which is fine with me. Um, but it's it's nice. There's a ki a beautiful, beautiful kitchen. Me and J-Lo have the same stove, by the way. That's my claim to fame on my kitchen. I tell everybody that walks in the house, they're like, what's with that stove? And I go, it's nice, isn't it? They handmade it, especially for me from France, and me and J-Lo have the exact same one. She copied off of me, though. She's had her. I've had mine longer than she's had hers. So, so brides can really just kind of unwind and relax before yes. the big day and, and truly it, enjoy the experience. A hundred percent, because that's what everyone tells me. Me, it's the most relaxing wedding that they've ever been involved with. There's no stress. There's nothing for you to do but get your hair and makeup done and have some drinks and put some food in your stomach and just chill the whole entire day. So then no what's way. available for the guys? Oh my gosh, wait till you see it, Chris. It's going to blow your mind. We haven't been over there yet. You have got to see it. It is a one-of-a-kind space, too. There's a pool table up there, big screen TVs, multiple TVs, big screens, um, video games, like all of the vintage Atari, Nintendo, oh, Sega wow. Genesis. They're all loaded with 50 to 100 games in each one of those systems. Um, 
a 16-foot-long crushed blue velvet sofa that blows everyone away. They're like, what? I've never even seen a 16-foot-long sofa. It's it's really cool. And a, whole, a little kitchenette for them, too, with a vintage Schmeg refrigerator in there for all of their accoutrements. <laughs> So we you ever all have know a, what groomsmen accoutrements sure. are when they need to smeg. Do you ever have a hard time getting the grooms out of the, the Everybody always quarters? asks me that. They're like, they're never going to leave, Ruth. What are you talking about? When it's time for the wedding, they'll all be like, no, we're not coming down. I keep joking and telling people I'm going to put a kill switch on the entire building where it just pulls Turns all the electric. Off the power. Boom, no more power. No more TVs, uh, pool tables, any of that stuff. The uh, I honestly, my favorite thing about the groom's quarters of all those things I just mentioned is the balcony. They love the balcony too. It overlooks the courtyard, and so they can be up there. And if they don't want their guests to know they're up there, their guests will never even notice unless they look way up and see them on that balcony. But they can watch all of their guests arriving for the wedding. It's super cool. Neat. Really, really cool. When a couple has their big day here, what can they expect to be included? Man, the list is like as long as my arm. And people love that fact because it's like I call it a one-stop shop for one. Um, they can get here, like I said, as early as 6 a.m., um, they have all of my tables and chairs are included in the package. Um, the decorations, I have so much stuff. I tell everybody, if you've seen it on Pinterest and you consider it farmhouse fancy, I already own it. Why buy a bunch of stuff that you know you're going to try to sell on Craigslist the day after the wedding for pennies on the dollar when I already have it? It's easier if you use my stuff. We set it all up for you, which, if you ask me, is the best bonus of this entire place. I mean, it's very unique and you have these beautiful buildings to get ready in all day long. And I have the most unique uh, hall that anyone has ever seen in their entire lives. It's a one-of-a-kind structure, nothing else like it in the whole wide world. But that the fact that we do all the setup and all the cleanup is the biggest bonus, if you ask me, that hardly anybody even talks about. Because bridesmaids and mothers of brides and mother-in-laws of brides and brides themselves are freaking out about who's putting up all these decorations and centerpieces. Like, we do it all. We do Well, all and that. even at the end of the night, I, I, there's no worse buzzkill at the end of the night than we know, let's say, as a DJ, we've got another half hour left of the wedding. And we look up and the moms are going and picking up decorations and they're boxing up this and boxing up that. And that's kind of the lasting impression a bride has of her night of people cleaning thing. up. Yeah. The last thing yeah. they want to have to do is yeah. worry about those things. I try. Sometimes I see the moms still trying to pick stuff up and I'm like, there is no work for you. We, If you bring in anything to mix with my decorations, we still box it all up for you and hand you the box. Here you go. That's all you got to do. There's just talk with your guests and dance to the end and you know, uh, have all the fun that you want. There is no work on, as far as I'm concerned. Um, but the other thing is the DJ service. I give them that too. I ran radio stations for more than 25 years of my life. It's one of the easiest things that I can give people. I hired a guy named Brandon G. He was the DJ at the Electric Cowboy um, and then uh, Club 360. Um, but you can have your own DJ. You can have a live band, an acoustic guitar, a string quartet, a harpist, anything that you want. I'll help you get all those things. Um, but if you want to use my house DJ, um, TSI did our sound system for us. They do sound for Edward Jones Dome, Fox Theater, Powell Hall, 
telling me and Mike, it is state-of-the-art surround sound that blows everybody away. And we have dance floor lights, haze machines, laser light shows. I mean, it gets crazy in there. It's, <laughs> it gets as crazy as you want it to get. I have other people who are like, um, I'm not sure if I want all that for my elegant affair. And I'm like, then you don't. we don't turn it on. It's whatever you want. But it's all um, included and it's in the building. So talk to me a little bit about the catering and bar options that might be available. That is the most confusing part, if you ask me, of any venue and the most important part, believe it or not, because that's where your big, huge money is going to go is with these caterers. Um, if you want to get married here on a Friday or Saturday night, you have to choose from one of our preferred caterers. They're listed on our website under the vendors page by price point, most expensive to least expensive. There's a wide variety of different types of caterers on there and a wide variety of price points. I'm way different from most venues because all these newer venues have these pie in the sky catering minimums that you have to hit to be able to get married at their place. We didn't necessarily think that was fair. We totally understand why they do it though because it's a lot less confusing that way if you just have to hit this number, whatever it is, that's how much money you have to spend to be able to get married there. But let's say it's a $10,000, $12,000, $15,000 catering minimum. I'm just throwing numbers out there because they're all the way across the board. There's some that are twice that much. Um, and you only want to have 100 people at your wedding. Then that puts that that price point per person at, like extremely high. So like if it's $15,000 catering minimum and you have 100 people invited to your wedding, it's $150 a person. That's a lot. For us, our We're catering... We're eating filet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for us, um, it's just fifty bucks. You have to you have to go more than that, and that's an easy number to hit. So we're one of the most um, uh, moderately priced catering minimums of any of these newer venues around St. Louis. Um, so that fifty dollars includes the food, the bar, place settings, and linens. All of our caterers do the food and the bar, so that makes it really really easy for people because they always ask me the next day, well, what do you get for any any of the price for any of your caterers. I'm like, it kind of depends on what you pick. I mean, they could want to serve tea, coffee, and soft drinks, or they could want to serve Maker's Mark, Patron, and Grey Goose. There's a wide variety of price points between those two things. Same thing with the type of food they choose, whether it be a pasta or filet mignon, or whether they want it as a buffet, family style, or plated. All those things work into a price point that, you know, will make up you know a certain price point but the other thing is if you get married here on a Sunday you can choose any caterer and all the land at any price point there are no carrying minimums for us for a Sunday but I have to approve of whomever they choose prior to them signing the contract that's the big caveat prior to you signing the contract because um, they have to be a full service caterer liquor liability uh, insurance liability liquor license all that kind of good stuff and we do not allow any disposable dinnerware here any day of the week. You have to use china flatware and glassware, and it all comes in with all the caterers. Because you want to keep that certain level of experience here. Yeah. Uh, you've got a great-looking venue, and the last thing you want to do is have people eating off a of paper plate. Yeah, or toasting their beautiful day with a red Solo cup. <laughs> Would you want to do that? Um, not in your venue, no. <laughs> not in my venue, exactly. Sure. That how, sounds really pretentious, though, doesn't it? No, that's I'm not okay. pretentious at all. But How far ahead are you seeing brides and grooms uh, book your venue, or what are you suggesting as far as the timeline goes? I think it used to be like everybody thought a year out is plenty enough time to book, and I, I'm right there with them. I thought, yeah, everybody was booking one year out for their wedding. 
I think those days have come and gone. I think mostly it's about 18 months out, but we will book max two years out in advance. And I have booked 2020, September and October dates, and I have one right now that's interested in November 2020. I think it's crazy booking two years out, but that's what you got to do to get these really sought-after dates. You sure. Know, it, but um, – 18 months, I think, is really where most people are looking nowadays. Somebody comes or they're interested in Stonehouse of St. Charles, they give you a call. What happens after that? First of all, they don't even have to call me. <laughs> that sounds crazy. I'm in tours Monday through Thursday, bridal tours, which is what we do like through the throughout the course of the week. Mondays and Tuesdays from 10 to 7 p.m., Wednesdays and Thursdays from 10 to 5 because I have rehearsals and rehearsal dinners on Wednesday nights for, you know, after 5 o'clock, and then I have weddings every Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So the only tour times I have are Monday through Thursday. They can find out almost anything. There's probably some things that they can't find out, but almost everything on our website. They can go to the website, look at the Frequently Asked Questions page, pricing and packaging pages. Um, they can book a tour to come for the bridal tour right straight from our website. It's the easiest way for you to get in here and find this place and um, uh, come in for a tour because that way you don't have to go well when are you available I don't know when are you available just book it from the website anytime that's convenient for you it is available on there and then we come and we give them a very extensive tour of all of the grounds and all three of the buildings and we talk about all of the other things that you know we need to talk about djs decorations the catering all that kind of stuff timeline stuff like that and don't worry folks i did see golf carts outside so you're not walking all 10 acres <laughs> <laughs> yes our fancy golf cart no one has to walk we provide that i forgot to tell you that at the weddings no one even has to walk from our parking lot it doesn't matter if you're nine or 90 you get to ride in the golf cart everybody Perfect. does now as far as the the big hall uh, talk to me about the layouts for the receptions. Do you have a, a variety of different layouts that yeah. brides and grooms can, can use? Can I talk to you first about the hall? Because I never give the hall enough justice. Sure, go for I it. I mean, it is when I say it's a one-of-a-kind building, it is a one-of-a-kind structure. There is literally nothing else like it in the whole wide world. The Mennonites of Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, built the hall. They drive around in a horse and buggy there, and they flew here on a private jet. <laughs> I don't know if I should That's say that on the, on the podcast the or not. Well, they live in a very small town there in Pennsylvania, and they're a very long way from um, the commercial airport. So our, um, so they just grab a little flight out and pop in when they need to and pop back out because they build the most exquisite buildings all over the world. It is, they're amazing. The same way they built cathedrals 2,000 years ago, all mortise and tenon joints. There's no nails no screws, no nuts, no bolts holding that entire structure. So you together. had a barn raising pretty much right here in St. Charles. Yes, unbelievable. You can see the time-lapse photography on the Facebook page, and cool. it's really cool. It really, really is. What they do is just incredible. So it is so beautiful. The stained glass windows came out of a church in Georgia. Um, it's just um, jaw-dropping. When people walk in there and they look up at the 31-foot ceilings with all those arched hammer beams, those the timbers were cut down from Canada in January 2017 and then milled there in Pennsylvania. It's incredible. It's at the craftsmanship is there's nothing to compare it to. Nothing. Awesome. <laughs> and so inside though for the receptions, 
what types of layouts are you seeing brides and grooms? Mostly they like to have the head table yeah. in front of the, the fireplace. Um, sometimes they have it in front of the stained glass windows. We will set the space up any way they want. But 95% of the time, the head table is in front of the fireplace. We've, we can have a max end-to-end 24-person head table. We've had bigger head tables than that, but they call it a king's table or a feast Feasting table. Feasting table. I was going to yep. say, do you see those very yep. often? We have a couple of times, but 24 is a pretty big head table. That's uh, uh, but we we can accommodate more than that, so it doesn't matter. Um, and then the dance floor in the middle, and then the tables and chairs on both sides. That's the average. But um, like I said, we'll set it up any way they want with the with the French doors to the back or the stained glass windows with the head table or the dance floor wherever they want. I know you talked about things that are included, and you said on. Fridays and Saturdays that um, you've got to use a, a from your approved catering list. Uh, are there any other restrictions that couples need to be made aware of? There's some things that I like to tell people I don't want them to have here, and it's really, really. Can I ride in on a big white horse? <laughs> yes, for sure. I've had br brides ask me if they could bring their horse, and I'm like, for sure. I'm <laughs> like, that sounds good. We had BMX motocross racers get married here, and one of uh, wanted to bring their their motorcycles for the um, photo ops. And my husband's like, man, what would be really cool is if you jumped the creek oh, on boy. your. I'm like, uh, <laughs> wait, what, honey? I'm like, I don't want anybody dying on their wedding day. He goes, go to Goodwill, get an old dress with an old veil and then hop on the motorcycle and ramp the creek and I'm like he's crazy don't listen to him <laughs> well it's a blue line stream it's a pretty big creek over there but um you want to know what I try to ban glitter confetti yeah they it, my husband I don't know if I should say this my husband calls it the STD of the wedding industry you never get rid of glitter sure never it's in everything it's probably on me today <laughs> I'm walking around like the um, the tooth fairy or something with glitter all over me all the time um, the other things are we you they can have everything we love doing the sparkler send-offs they do sparkler send-offs like every night of the week here because it's super easy and it's pretty economical and but we have paper lantern send-offs. I tell everybody just check with me about what paper lanterns you're buying because I like to get the bio. I like them to get the biodegradable ones, and um, they look gorgeous. You can even have fireworks here because we're in unincorporated St. Charles County, and it's just a twenty-five dollar permit fee. Awesome. It, so it's pretty cool. So yeah, it's pretty neat. Um, they want a pyro. The county likes to have a pyrotechnics person, but I I have a pyrotechnics person, so it's all cool. But um, the use of artificial rose petals, silk rose petals outside, I've had to ban that because they never go away. Sure. I'm like six months later, the lawnmower's still trying to chop them up and they don't chop up. So just use real ones and they're cheap anyway. You can go buy one rose at the grocery store and crunch it all up and have enough for the flower girl to uh, throw out. Um, they can have the silk rose petals inside the hall, but then we sweep them up before the reception starts. Gotcha. So how late do you allow your parties to go here? 
for the reception. The music has to stop at 11 p.m. Okay. Um, that is not an off-premise time. I pride myself on the fact that I I tell people in the tours I am never going to say thanks for coming. Now get the heck out. <laughs> we'll never say that to people. Knock on wood, I haven't had to yet. Um, for the most part, um, the cleaning crew gets here at midnight, and so you be hanging out with the cleaning crew because they have to sleep. They have to clean all night long because I have three weddings here every single weekend so um, the place has to be ready for the next bride for the next day so um, but for the most part people are always they they turn the music off we turn the lights on and then people just like you know slowly trickle yeah out. it's just like at their own pace leave at your own pace because I'm just going to be um, straightening up and getting everything ready for the cleaning crew to do their thing you know at midnight so Knock on wood, I haven't had to tell anybody. Oh, I had one groom one time because I, I have bedrooms upstairs in the stone house. And originally I thought it was going to be cool to let the brides and bridesmaids spend the night or the bride and groom spend the night. And I can't. I'm a P, I'm, I'm what's called a PUD, a planned unit development. It can only be one type of event venue or one type of business and I'm an event venue. So no one can ever spend the night. I had one groom say, can we sleep in our car? Because you said we could leave our cars overnight. And I'm like, I guess, but that would be weird. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, we, we pride ourselves on the fact that we're never asking people to leave. Leave at your leisure. And we definitely encourage people to leave their car. A lot of venues are like, leave your car and we'll tow it. For us, we want them to leave their car. You'd rather I don't be safe. want anybody ever even feeling the you know slightly buzz saying, ah, "I better take my car. I'm afraid to leave it. Leave your car." There's always Uber and Lyft. <laughs> yes. yes. Now, um, with your location, talk to me about the proximity to um, hotels for out-of-town guests or highways for easy access. I think that is besides the fact that I clean up and set up everything is our location we're we're right in between 70 and 40 super close we're with you know all these people in st charles county i think there's over a million people here in st charles county now it's very um conveniently located we're right off highway 94 central school road or 70 at mid rivers mall drive we're between those two it's very easily to accessible um, we're working with local hotels that have shuttle service i have them listed on the vendors page with their contact information i don't think they're the easiest people to deal with i know there's some people on here that might be listening that i know that work at these lovely hotels that i push and promote all the time but but um, I try to keep the guests to go to the ones that have the shuttle service. But we're within 10 miles of over 35 hotels. I mean, there's so many of them, I've lost track. So plenty of variety to choose from. Yeah, So, but I try to push and promote the ones that have the shuttle service. What are some of the unique things that you're seeing couples include um, at their weddings and, rece and receptions here at Stonehouse in St. Charles? Um, that is a really good question. I think for the most part, the thing that is makes us as popular as we are is the one-stop shop where their ceremony, cocktail hour, reception all in one space. For the longest time back in the day, people got used to having the latest ceremony at the Catholic Church was at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And then you're getting into the venue at like 6 o'clock in the evening, and now your guests are sitting around twiddling their thumbs for three hours trying to figure out what they're going to do in between times. I think to utilize all of our space, you know, with ceremony, right on site, cocktail hour, sorry, reception, um, 
is the best thing about this space. Um, but your guests can be here early if that's what they want to do and we can figure out what you want to do with them. Just make sure that we've, you know, if they're wanting to eat or drink, we've, we've coordinated that with the catering, caterers. But to have the three different unique spaces, you know, uh, for the guests to be in and around, um, that, that's the nicest thing if you ask me but i'm trying to think of some cool things that they've been doing at their weddings well you mentioned fireworks and paper lanterns mm -hmm. any other kind of unique additions that you're seeing people um, do i like uh the interesting dances people they, they've been doing the anniversary dance for a long time the shoe game that kind of stuff for a long time but i had one couple do it what they were from like iowa or something and they had like a trough dance have you ever heard of the trough dance mm -hmm. all the all the um, single siblings <laughs> of the bride and groom had to do this dance. I don't know. I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, but um, the special dances that they've they've um, uh, you know went and had dance classes. I think that's neat too. Um, but I don't know. I'm trying to think of something maybe that I'm forgetting about. It seems like there's other things. Or signature drinks or yeah, things like that. Yeah, I love that. that. I mean, I really love that when they do that. Or the um, uh, stations, mm -hmm. you know, the different stations, buffet stations with all different kinds of food and stuff. And they do a lot more um, than just wedding cake anymore these days. You'll have all these different desserts, options. And, you know, I'm a fat chick. I like sweets. <laughs> What questions uh, or bit of advice do you have for couples uh, that, let's say they might already have their wedding venue selected, or maybe they don't. Um, what are tips or helpful ideas that you might have to suggest to them in choosing their wedding venue, or if they've already got their wedding venue chosen, that they need to be kind of asking? The first thing is, if you have the option, the time and the option to go around and um, you know narrow your list to as many as you know that you from online you like the pictures you like the way it looks you like the location that kind of stuff but try to see more than you know one or two places try to go to as many places as you have the, uh, the time and the opportunity to go to because you're going to get a gut reaction not just from the space itself but from the people there from the you know the venue coordinator or the owner or whoever it is that you're going to talk to you are definitely going to get a gut reaction if it's the right space for you obviously day you know the day that you choose you know the availability for your wedding date um in the budget will be your number one you know your number one and your number two but it's also going to be a gut reaction to the space itself it's like can you see yourself getting married here this day does it do they have all the different you know um options for you to be able to um, enjoy the entire day you know and if you're gonna pay a lot of money for this venue what other amenities do they give you are they gonna nickel and dime you to death in the end for oh you want this fancy heater in the courtyard that's gonna cost you an extra you know the, oh you want your ceremony on site too well that's gonna cost you an extra it's like I mean every you know I don't understand why a lot of venues do that with adding things on at the end maybe I'm living and learning still here after 90 weddings I mean I've, I've had 90 weddings since February 17th I'm living and learning just like everybody else so um, maybe I'll figure out why that they do that but at this point in time I'm like 
give them whatever you got. Offer it into a package and say, here it is. This is what we give you for X amount of dollars. And, you know, I think it's better than nickel and diamond them in the end. All right. So, so couples, you heard it. You need to get her book here at Stone House of St. Charles before she changes her mind. <laughs> well, maybe <laughs> I will. I don't know. Out. I have no idea. You want to know, you were asking me um, something about, like, things that I think that they should do. The one thing I see the biggest waste on, you're going to think, this came out of left field, programs. I, if you want to have a program, by all means, print a program. Print usually about half of what you think you're going to need. They're always like, you know, printing so many of this. Left behind on the chairs. Everywhere. And it's like, I totally get having a program. I'm not saying if you want a program, print a program. Don't if you don't want to. But just print about half of what you think you're, you really need. You know, your guest, most men don't want to hold a program. <laughs> They're sitting in those chairs. They don't want to hold a program. The ladies want a program. Sometimes the men want a program, but they can share. <laughs> they, can, they can look at it and then hand it off to the other person. Not every single person that you invited to your wedding needs a program. Sure. Print way less programs than you think you need. All right. We're about to wrap up, and I ask this question of all of our podcast guests. Uh, bride and groom come to you. They've got their wedding booked here at Stonehouse of St. Charles. And they say, Ruth, we've got a bunch of out-of-town guests coming in. What's one place that you could suggest that we tell our out-of-town family and friends to go visit in St. Louis that will help capture the essence of, yes, we've seen St. Louis? For me, it's not even St. Louis. I tell them to go to Main Street in St. Charles. Main Street in St. Charles is one of the coolest places to go. I don't care if you're young, old, male, female, from St. Louis, uh, uh, from anywhere else in the United States. It's got something for everyone down there. People that are into fitness. There's walking trails. You can rent a bike for the day. Um, for people that are into antiques, they have all the antique shops on one side of Main Street. For the people that like to party late into the evening, they have all the bars on the other side of, of Main Street. Um, they have such cool restaurants. The casinos. I mean, every, there's every, anything and everything down there. And it's eight miles from me. And it's like people come all the time and they're like, um, I want my guests to stay close to you and then I want them to have other things to do on the weekend. There's so many cool things in St. Charles County. It's unbelievable um, that people have lived in Missouri their whole lives and never been to the first state capital down <laughs> there. It's like it's a really cool tour that you can go through the first state capital of Missouri. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing down there. Cool. The so how can people learn more about Stonehouse of St. Charles or how can they contact you? Um, our website is very informative and there is a lot of information on there. The Facebook page is cha changes daily. You can see all the real wedding photos because every one of these photographers, they're amazing photographers all over St. Louis that have captured some of the most beautiful weddings you've ever seen in your entire life here on our property. And they tag us all the time. So every day we get tagged on our Facebook page from all these different amazing photographers and people are just blown away by their work and they can see what their wedding could look like on Facebook. That's where they can visit the, that page and see all the stuff. And all of our um, events that we have for people, um, like open house, you know, um, they 
they can see when we have our next open house on our Facebook page and all that kind of good stuff. So. And what's the phone number and the address? Our address is 4401 McClay Road, MC, capital C-L-A-Y, in St. Charles. And then our phone number is 636-317-1222. The easiest way, you can go to our website and find my cell phone number on there, and you can text away. <laughs> text me is, is the very best form of communication. It's the fastest way for me to get back to people. And also um, emails. Um, because I'm with people so much Monday through Thursday that it's really hard for me to answer all the phone calls. I have six assistants, and it's not enough. <laughs> sure. It's not enough. But um, texting and emailing me, I usually get back to you as quickly as I possibly can. Ruth, thanks again for your time of letting us learn more about the Stone House of St. Charles. For anybody that has questions, we're going to also put all of the contact information in the show notes. We hope you join us for the next episode of the St. Louis Wedding Podcast. In the meantime, we hope you're having a great time planning the best wedding in the St. Louis area. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode of the St. Louis Wedding Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to be updated when new episodes drop. And be sure to like and follow our Facebook page and submit any questions or suggested topics for future episodes. I'm Chris McMahon from McMusic Events. And until next time, we hope you're having fun planning the best wedding in the St. Louis area.